Hello and welcome back to the Nothing Spill With You podcast with me, your host, Claude Ryan. This is a space that gives whispers a voice, mentions the unmentionable, and as always, brings all things inwards, outwards. All thoughts and discussions in this podcast are based on my own or that of my guests' personal opinion. None of this is professional views or advice. Hello everybody, how are you all doing? It is so good to be back recording. Um, I was late getting on this this week because, full disclosure, I wasn't myself. I had to take a day and just have a solo day. Um, sometimes I think I forget that it's alright not to be feeling on top of the world all the time. And I'm a great one for giving out advice about anxiety and anxious thoughts, but sometimes I forget to take my own advice. And what I needed to do yesterday was rest. And that is exactly what I did. And what a difference 24 hours makes, because I definitely feel so much better. But again, that's all part of my own journey um, with my mental health. It's always going to be a journey. I'm always going to be a work in progress. And I'm totally fucking okay with that. So last week's episode was a shout out to all the bonus parents. And I can't believe how many people actually liked my phrase, bonus parents. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, I don't know, like I said, I just have a thing with step. All I think about is step ladders. And just, I don't know, so bonus. And as I said, certainly in my case, um, I just consider my son my son, and that's it. But the bonus is, is that I get to be his second mum. So look, it was really nice to um, give a bit of airtime and a shout out and an acknowledgement to bonus step parents because, in fairness, there's a lot of us out there, and it's not always easy taking on a parental role of somebody else's child, but. Um, talking more about it, you, you know, making it normal and just having fucking conversations about it, guys. That's that's what it's all about. Sometimes it'll be hard, but as I said, it's worth it definitely for the, the love that you get. So for any of you that might not have looked at the Instagram page or the Snapchat page or the Facebook page, why the fuck didn't you, this week, uh, <laughs> I have her laughing already before I've even introduced her. Um, you'll see I put down that this week's episode I have a very important guest on, uh, VIP, um, Ms. Eva Ryan. Eva is coming on to share a fucking unreal story. That's, that's all I can say. Um, I'm so delighted that I get to call this girl my friend anyway. That's an amazing thing. Um, but I'm putting that completely to the side for this episode. We're not friends. No, no, not tonight. <laughs> not tonight. Cut me not off. friends. I've cut me off. Yeah, I'm just interviewing you, Ryan Tuberty style. My fucking brown end logo. I want to see you later on. We'll chat. Thank you for coming on. No, thanks for having me. I love how nervous you look. <laughs> Very nervous. And by the way, guys, I'm on the road with the podcast. I actually came to Eva with the podcast. I'm sure with a stroke, I can go to you. See you straight away. <laughs> I've given her this pass for another few months. That's about it, really, to be fair. So I've come to Eva, and <clears throat> Eva's going to share a bit of our story with us. Um, for those of you that did see it, Eva did go through a fucking a hard one of it in the last few months, and at the age of fucking 39, guys, had a stroke. Um... But my God, the girl, the woman, the chick, the rock star that is sitting in front of me here giggling, you know, like she just jumped into my car before I got here. She's like, come on, we're going to get coffee before we start. Come on, bitch. So I'm really looking forward to sharing her with you guys. And I just want you to hear her story because it could resonate with some of you. Um, if you or a family member have been through um, something similar to Eva, you know, you might get a little bit of you know, peace, positivity, yeah. um, you know, reassurance from your story. Yeah, and, it, and it happens to people my age and younger, you know, which is crazy. It's, it's not uncommon anymore for anyone my age to have stroke. So let's get straight into this. Okay. Okay. I obviously know the story, yeah. but for our, our viewers, <laughs> it's 
not that kind of show for our <laughs> listeners. Not tonight. Um, take me back a few months ago. Okay, so um, before Christmas last year, I wasn't feeling well. I was kind of, I, I wasn't kind of anemic. I was anemic. I lost a lot of weight. Couldn't kind of keep weight on. Didn't know why. I was in and out to the doctor. I was on multivitamins and the okay. thing. I was a smoker, so stop smoking, get out, go walk, and more, more water, more sleep. The whole, yeah. the things that they always tell you. Usually, yeah. And, um, how were your energy levels? Oh, they were on the floor, but I was I was minding kids, but I was working every day, but I was kind of dragging every day. But and you're a single mom as well. I just want yeah. to put in that there yeah. too. I have a fourteen year old, well. nearly yeah. fourteen year old, like yeah. fourteen in September. He's yeah, good as gold. So, so yeah. life is hectic. Yeah, life is hectic, and I was minding a few kids, and um, I stayed going with that. And then at Christmas time, I got this flu that everyone seemed to get last year, and yeah. um, that kind of you know ran me down into the ground, and I had family staying with me over Christmas okay. so that really kind of ran me into the ground I was busy all over Christmas I didn't have time to do anything or going to the doctor and you were feeling shy yeah yeah and I went back to work then after Christmas and um I just wasn't feeling well everybody like I mean I live in a small village mm. everybody to look at me they said that I that I looked awful you looked very thin yeah I was I was I was grey in the face you were. like no blood in me at all you um, know and how long were you anemic I was anemic for three or four, more than three or four months. They right. gave me iron tablets, but my stomach was so bad I couldn't keep them down, Shit. you know. But then my stubbornness came into it as well. I kind of stayed working. I didn't go to the doctor. They wanted me to do bloods. I didn't have time to go in, you know what I mean? And I just kept going, you know, yeah. thinking that I wasn't as bad as what I was. Yeah. Um, so then the 17th of January, um, it was that week. It was a Wednesday. I started to feel really unwell. And on Thursday, then I went down to Mam. She wanted me to go into the doctor, and I said no, no, I've been in to see him, and they only gave me this and that, and so I refused to go back in. So in the end, I I went into Shannon Doc myself because I was just getting too sick. I wasn't able to stand up much. I was I had no energy whatsoever. So were you eating? I was eating, but I, yeah. I wasn't eating much. Barely picking. I had the electric blanket on, I was in bed, you know, it was freezing constantly. That's just part of the anemia. Okay. And um then So when you put all this kind of down to the anemia and not even really, <coughs> I just didn't even you put two and two together. You yeah. know, because I think they told me in the hospital that the bloods that I came in with, that if anybody else had come in with them, that they would have been dead, they would have been on the ground because they don't they didn't know how I was still walking oh, around. Oh. Yeah. You know, like my sister is a nurse. And she knew what the results of the bloods were, and she got a real fright, what she did. So did you get bloods done before you went to hospital? No, I got them done so when I arrived. Right. So, so Connor was here with me on Thursday, and he um, rang Mam and said to Mam that I, I was trying to get out of bed, and I just couldn't walk. So he knew there was something really wrong. Was this morning? This evening? was, I have no idea. I can't, I don't, I don't remember the... Wednesday or the Thursday at all? No, no right. I don't remember going into Shannon I was told I went into Shannon Dock. Well, I drove. I drove. I drove into Shannon I don't remember oh any God. of the couple of days before I went in. So I went down. Connor knew something wasn't right. Yeah, I wasn't able to walk and I wasn't able to talk. So he rang Mammy and said, "Mammy can't walk at all. You need to come up." So she came up and oh put me gosh. into the car and brought me down. And uh, somebody had to lift me out of the car and into a bed down with Mammy. And she rang the doctor. And he said, get her in. And she said, I can't. She's not able to move. So they said, just bring the ambulance out. So were you awake? As in, I, you was, were awake. I was conscious, you were but conscious. I, don't, I have no recollection of that. No. No. I have no recollection of going to Mams, going down in the car. Somebody lifted me in. Nothing no. for the Wednesday and Thursday. And then for, for two weeks after that, I because I was unconscious for a week. So ambulance came. So ambulance came. And I remember, Mammy, well, Mammy told me that she said that she didn't want me to go because... I'd be left in the corridor, and they said, no, she's going straight into, into uh, intensive care. They knew by looking at me that they said there's something seriously wrong. They didn't do any vitals or anything like that. They, I was straight into the ambulance and straight down. Wow. So when I got down there, from the story that I know, that yeah. I, from what the doctors tell me, was that my heart was under severe pressure. So I was, I was under threat of having a cardiac arrest. So... They wanted to put me on a ventilator, so they put me on life support, and I didn't come off that for I think it was nearly a week, a week, six days or a week. They put you on life support. Yeah, life support. So 
Like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be stupid. Yeah. What is life support? The ventilator, so it breathes yeah. for you. So there was so much pressure on my heart because my bloods were all over the place. Jesus. I had no salt in my potassium. I don't know who would understand that. I had no salt, no salt in my potassium. Um, I, I can't say the names because I'd be wrong in saying it. Yeah, yeah. Not a medical, we're not no, medical professionals. We are not, definitely not. Even though I know a lot about it now, but I'm still not medical, <laughs> medically trained. But um, I do know from my sister, Liz, that um, she said, Eva, your bloods were just desperate. She got it right. But Liz was happy when I went on the ventilator. She knew I was safe okay. and that nothing would happen And to were me. you in a kind of an induced coma? No, not an, not an induced coma. They had to sedate me and knock me out. Right. You know, now that's probably the only part I do remember. And I had, I gave three weeks apologizing to the nurses because they put oxygen in my nose and it stung. I remember it stinging and I remember them trying to change me and trying to put the ventilator in and I called them every name under the sun. So I did. And they are the best in the world, but I hated them. The first the first, I'd say, week and a half that I was in there, I was everyone was out to get me. I thought, everyone, I said, why are you hurting me? You know, yeah. they were trying to help me. And was anyone saying a diagnosis at this stage? No, no, no one, no idea. No, no one idea. knew what was happening. No, no idea. They knew the heart, nothing. No, no, no idea. They knew that I had um, pneumonia. So when they went oh. down, they took a, an x-ray of my lungs and they, they said that um, it was, they thought I had um. Covid first maybe, yeah. and they done they done blood tests and I had pneumonia and I had influenza A, which was probably the flu that I had before Christmas. But sure, I went that went kind of undiagnosed. Yeah. But um, yeah, so yeah, of course I'm treated. Yeah, yeah. Course, yeah. yeah. but my my chest. I remember before I went into hospital, walking from the school up to my house with my jacket on and it was cold, and getting in here into the sitting room we're sitting now and sitting back on the couch and not being able to breathe. But still not connecting that there was something wrong with my chest. And that's less than a minute's walk. You know, yeah, yeah. It's literally yeah. like a minute. And you're a fit girl. Yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. but I wasn't back then because I was smoking, you know. Yeah. I'd say that, like, I'd never say never, but to this day, I'm no way, I did, don't even want a cigarette. I haven't smoked since I had the stroke. And yeah. I'm, I'm happy with that, you know. I don't, it's gas, uh, even you and I, like, yeah. you know, when we were younger, we both smoked. Yeah. You smoked, know, drank, drank everything, and now neither of us bother with either. No, which no. is amazing. Yeah. You know, so that's a side note there, but it is gas. Yeah, yeah. giving up fives was definitely yes. the best. Oh, 100%. No, no way could I, in good conscience, go back on this. No, it's not after, not after, what you not after seeing what it, what it did to Connor, but it did, you know, yeah. my, my child was worried. My mum and dad were worried. Yeah. They'll probably get emotional over it. And, okay. you know, my mum, she's the best in the world. She yeah. was beside me. For I think the whole time I was on the ventilator, I God, think every time she left me, I cried for her to come back. And me and man. And do you remember that? No, it was okay. only kind of coming off the ventilator right. when I was under sedation. But that's when I had the stroke. When they yeah. So explain this to us. So so, so I was on the ventilator and I was safe on that. And once they got my bloods kind of level and got everything kind of going again, they had me look, hooked up to drips and fluid. And don't mind my speech, I'll say that now, don't mind my speech. I feel like my speech is delayed. It's actually not, guys. She always says this to me. I'm actually worse than she is. But when I'm nervous or when I'm talking to somebody and yeah. it's not something I know off by heart, well, yeah. it isn't, I know this off by heart, but when I'm trying to put a story together, I, I feel like my words come out a little bit slower. I think it's more in your head, to be yeah, honest. Probably, and then probably, yeah, so sometimes it. I can talk really quick because I think yeah. I'm making up for it, yeah. but that's just the stroke. <laughs> She's going to be playing this now this time three years from now when she's just like sitting here talking shy to me. Oh, that was yeah. a stroke. Yeah, okay. I can't say what is that now for the next couple of weeks. <laughs> so they were, so okay, so leveled the blood. Okay. plan was take Eva off ventilation. Yeah, yeah that okay. I was, that I was, um, what's the word that I was? Um, stable. Steady, stable. What's the word? I was stable enough to kind of come off the ventilator. ventilator. So they decided to do that. And um, the doctor never copped anything. It was one of the nurses. And um, she said, the doctor, I don't think her, her left side is very good. And they went to my left side and I couldn't see them. I remember mum and, and the doctor going to the left side and saying, I remember him saying, she can't see you anyway. So I was kind of, and this is when I was coming out of it. Now I was under sedation. So it was, I was hallucinating. I didn't know what was going on. I remember looking at a drink. To my right, the, do you know the lollipops with water in it? Yeah. The lips, yeah. Looking at and just wondering why I can't reach. In my head, talking to myself, going, why can't you get that? Just reach over and get that, and not being able to move. 
you know. So oh it was, gosh. I knew I had a stroke, but I didn't. So it was know the left side. Yeah, it was my left side. So Complete loss my of My arm, my arm, my leg, my, my face didn't droop as much. It did for maybe a couple of days. Um, I couldn't talk. I was kind of whispering. I thought I was talking, okay. but I wasn't. In my, it was a kind of a whisper more so than anything. And that was affected with the ventilator as well, having the tubes for the week. Yeah. But um, yeah, so they kept me in ICU then for a week afterwards. You know, the nurses in ICU. This is all happening in South Tipperary and the hospital in and they are absolute. So a special shout out to them. They're absolute dope. So they're they're not going to fail half enough. Hospitals get a bad rap. So Cla- I think Clonmel gets a bad rap. It's, I hear Clonmel gets a bad rap. I actually agree with you there. But do you know what? I think they're absolutely fucking stellar. I actually agree. They are sure. stellar. If they had more funding for a stroke, you know, if they'd yeah. be, like, do you know what I mean? That's who I linked in with when I had my breakdown yeah. before Christmas. So yeah. from the mental health service point of view, fucking five star. Yeah. Well, I can't, I can't yeah. disagree. I can't. There's not one thing, not one bad thing I would say about Clamel, only that they don't have enough support. That's there all I say. They don't have enough support. That says enough. And like people, they have <coughs> strokes and they think that the place to go is a big city. You need a city hospital. You need yes. Cork, Dublin, yeah. Waterford, these places. Um, now, I had a consult. All my pay, all my stuff was sent to Cork. Sorry, now they're probably picking me up drinking my iced coffee here. That's my fault. I got um, Go on. But they sent all my stuff to Cork mm-hmm. um, because mum didn't know where to put me or where would be the best place to help me because she was panicking. Of course. Know. And you would sister that's a nurse. So yeah. Like, there's yeah. a lot of... And yeah. um, so they sent everything and Cork said, no, Clamella are doing absolutely everything that we would do. Wow. And mummy, looking back now, mum says, I'm so glad you didn't go anywhere and that Thank we stayed God. in Clamella. Because they've done an absolutely wonderful job with me. And the fact you were so close to home as well, it was a blessing. Yeah, well, it it is because Mam was on the road with me the whole time. She was up and down all the time. Yeah, she is. is. I don't know how she's this one. Yeah. You know, she goes back to my kids then, and then she's down to me. And I was missing her so much, I didn't want her to go. And I won't be like me, Mam won't be. Close, close. No, you know, and you, you'd be fight, very independent. We'd fight more yeah. than anything. Yeah, yeah. fierce independent. Yeah, you are. But, um, so you being a codependent person, I can't picture oh, that. It was really hard. Yeah. I think I gave out to the nurses for the first like week I was in ICU, but I was hallucinating. I didn't know my Yeah, I think mind. you were kind of loud. <laughs> they said, they said we've, hear, we've heard worse. I called them every word under the sun, you yeah. know, but I had no idea what was going on. They were changing me. I was wearing nappies. For the first month, yeah. your dignity was coming out the door completely. Well, it was. I didn't even have a chance to think about dignity, so it wasn't in my own mind. Like I couldn't. I pick up my phone, and I didn't recognize the icons on the phone. Fuck off. Yeah, you know, even like man would say, "I'll ring you." Just press the button to answer, and I wasn't able to do that it didn't make because sense it you. didn't make sense to me. I was trying to put in even passport, four-digit code. I couldn't do it. Yeah. You know. So when you when they realised you were after having the stroke, this was after you came off the ventilation. Yeah. So you were obviously put into a stroke unit. Yeah, after a week. Once I stabilised and everything was okay medically with me, um, and uh, I still had pneumonia. I was isolated. I was actually isolated for right. the week. That's why they kept me in ICU. Okay. I forgot about that because I had the influenza A. So and that was kind of a, a mini pandemic in the hospital at Christmas time. It was like this influenza. Oh. So people were kept out. That's why dad couldn't come down and see because right. he actually had it as well. Shit. So dad had an influenza A just after Christmas as well. So he couldn't come in. He came in once when I was in ICU. But my brother came in, my sisters came in, they all thought, you know, when I was on life support, they Jesus, all thought that, that I was a gunner. Yeah. The doctor said it was fifty <clears> fifty whether I survived. And if I did survive that, you know, I probably wouldn't walk or talk with them. So that's a lot for, for them that to do. You know, that is a lot. And that's your family. I was oblivious to it all. Yeah. So I'm happy with my la la la. Of course you are. Yeah. Is going on. But I love that you're, but that's the type of person you are anyway, that you are acknowledging the worry of the other people would have. 100% sure. To, to be, you it's harder to yeah. look at somebody going through 100%. something than going through it. Going through it, you, do, you don't have a choice. You have to and just stay going forward. You know? yeah. But for them, like they're looking at me the helpless. way I was and, and, helpless. Helpless. and not being able, and my mother having to change me as well, you know, yeah. and I'm going, and I'm, and I'm crying because my yeah. emotions, I can't get a handle on my emotions. And for your the first son. Week. And my son. son. He didn't come down and see me until I was kind of able to sit up 
yeah. because it's a stroke unit. So they don't really let children in because it's meant to be a I quiet, get that. A quiet yeah. place. And it could be traumatic for it them. Is. Oh, 100%. Yeah. It will yeah. be traumatic. Yeah. Not could be. It definitely would be. Yeah. But um, no, once I was able to kind of sit up and I kind of knew what was going on, they, they weeded me downstairs and I met them downstairs. So it was okay. nice to see them because that, that took about a month, I'd say, maybe three weeks. So you come out of ICU, you're in a stroke unit. Are you like in a unit with a few people like so there's I went into a room and there was six people in it now to tell you how busy they are there the turnover is there could be two people in one bed in a day like they're in and they're out they're sent somewhere else or they're there this is just the stroke unit. this is the stroke unit. they all beds are full nearly all of the time Jesus. there's always somebody coming or going now I met with loads strokes. of people with strokes there was a girl she was a couple of years younger than me that she had a stroke she ended up with a hole in her heart i don't want to talk too much about anybody else i get that you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, they, yeah i wasn't alone in being now it was rare but it was nice to have somebody come i was going to ask what, what did you feel there was but mostly there was elderly people, of course you yeah. know some with dementia some didn't oh. know what was going on i did when i landed on the ward the first night i fell out of the bed I fell off the toilet. Oh, I panicked. I didn't know where I was. Yeah. I rang mum crying, saying, yeah, I'm in the wrong place. Here. Get me yeah, out of here. Yeah. I'm in the fucking nut house. Yeah, That's exactly what I said to her. Yeah. Because there was people with dementia. And Mary was calling Nan. And Nan was calling Mary. And, yeah, and, you did, yeah. and then they'd answer each other. And then say, who's that? And I said, I and you're trying to process and, I, and all of this gone. you're and life support you and the little the little screens for the do to do your blood pressure that yeah. was that in my head that was somebody that worked with my brother because my brother works with computers i'm hallucinating all of this yeah. that there's people doing experiments on rabbits and the nurses are doing was that medication that was all the sedation coming out of the sedation okay. Okay. life support so took me a, a couple of days to kind of come around from that and when you do you have a recollection of when you were like, fuck, I had a stroke. And I think the first night, the first night was the hardest night on the ward. And I remember there was a, I, I say that I won't say any names, but there was a nurse in ICU and her name was Mary. That's all I'd say. Her name was Mary. Just that's a fierce, uncommon <laughs> name now. So, you know, dash of her, you cheer. Yeah, yeah. Away. But um, she, she was my fucking guardian angel. So oh, yeah. She was, she knew what was going on with me she explained sedation and coming off sedation you know and she's busy she's very busy and she's yeah. coming in she's taking the time she Talk said okay you. what are you seeing in the room that's freaking you out and i pined to it and she take it out of the room oh, she was an absolute dot and she came up to me the first night that i was in the world she left icu on, like she's working and she came up to me on a break and she said she explained everything she said yeah. i know you're afraid and i know there's older people in here but she said you're not them you will be okay. Just wow. keep your head. You'll be fine. Don't be scared. She you said, remember I'm scared. And I don't remember much, but yeah. I remember her coming up. And I remember yeah. she was at my head and she kissed my, the top of my head. And I swear to God, she was oh, an absolute dog. And I love her to bits. And I'll never, ever forget her and the kindness that she showed me. All of the nurses. Yeah. yeah. Every single one of them. They, some of them, they brought me into the shower. Like, yeah. you, you know what, like to have somebody come in and shower you, she braided my hair, one of the nurses, oh, they dried my hair, you know, yeah. they're just Look absolute angels, absolute angels. Because you're know. so vulnerable emotionally, mentally, physically. Physically, yeah. To you know you have to just, you have to press a button and say, can you change me, yeah. you know, and yeah. I'm 39 and you don't want anyone to do no, that. No, and especially but, an independent young yeah. girl. And then you have like carers that are <clears> made <throat> there as well and you yeah. have to, they have to do their job as well and I'm like. I was like, I didn't mind that too much. Yeah. <laughs> you watch me, please. <laughs> when you good looking. Yeah. Of course they were. But um, I remember the last night I was in ICU, um, a carer coming in to me. I can't remember his name. And he said to me, I'll just say one thing to you. He said, when you get to physiotherapy, give it 100%. He said, and you will not be sorry. And that rang in my ear. And that's exactly what I did. Once I kind of got stable on the ward, yeah. and my two physios came up to me, they're absolute angels as well. I hate, yeah. I'm like, I'm not saying names, but like in my head, I'm like, I love you. And yeah. they got me up and tried to move my leg. They tried, they were getting my leg going first, so they would hold my leg and make it step up and a little step, you know. And even for them to explain, just lean on your right and try and lift up your left, your, your left leg. I couldn't get it into my head of what my body was trying to do. I had to try and sit and think about what I wanted my leg to do, you know, yeah. and 
and trying to get it to move. I used to. I did that enough. Like, that well, yeah. So Any time anyone came in, I cried. Yeah. The nurses on at night time, they picked me up off the floor. And I'd be sitting down. I'd be crying. I was I was inconsolable some nights, but during the day, then once my physios came, I was sitting there at eight o'clock waiting for physio every morning. Going right, let's go. Because you knew this was the thing once, that was going on. Once you heard that, I didn't probably too too much information. Once the nappies came off, yeah. and I could get to the tide, that was it. I was I hit the ground running. I said, "Fuck this! Now I'm not getting back into that bed again." That is it. Because when you were in there, so for like how long were you immobile? As in that Eva couldn't get up herself and go to a toilet. Um, I for probably a month and a half I couldn't oh. do that. Probably a month. And a half. I was in there. I think it was twelve weeks in I total. Think, in total. Um, now times are kind of weeks. times are kind of hazy to me. So yeah. I, you know, I can't say week by week yeah, what I, I do. But in around once the nappies came off, like I was on the ward once they came off. I was on the ward for a couple of days, but. They knew that I wanted to get going, so they used to stick. They wouldn't well, think they'd do it on any other fights, but they put a big orange sticker to say that I'm a fall risk. So it's like it's like a oh. black mark on you. You don't want to get one. It's like this one is dangerous. Keep her in bed. So I go down to physio, and she'd say, "Well, you can use the walking stick." And I come back up, and I can use the walking stick. I can. And they were like, "No, you still need two people go." And I'm like, "No, no, I'm okay, I'm okay." So I ended up falling, you know, but um. I only fell once and it was my own fault when I fell. It's kind of stubbornness, but you can't, you can't, like there's a difference between stubbornness and wanting to do something. You have to accept help in there and you have to listen to them and you have to do exactly what they say. Did you find that hard to do? I did at the, well, not really, you know, not really. Probably before I even started, it was probably hard, but once I kind of slipped and I hit my little tailbone, <laughs> my coccyx. The air off, off the side my of the wall. Now, I, it wasn't that I fell, I slipped. And I kind of went against the wall and I slipped really slow down. It was like a slow mo fall. I went, I'm going, I'm going. I was going to save myself. She's, she's doing it, she's doing it, she's going to do it. She's gone. So, but like a fall, they do not want you to fall. If you fall, you're like, a, they're like a school teacher. They're like, don't you do that again now. And you know, you frighten them. Like, and they, they have to come in and pick you up then. Yeah, yeah, they don't want to fall. You know, they well, don't want to fall. Because, yeah, of course. But in fairness, because I'm dead weight on the left side, if I fall, I'm just playing my head off. You know yeah, what I mean? You have course, to listen yeah, to everything yeah, that they yeah. say. And oh, you have to take your time. Is, yeah. You know, but De- yeah, complete dead weight on the Yeah, completely, yeah. completely. So my doctor would come, my consultant would come in in the mornings and he'd say, give me a high five. Now I thought this was a really bad fucking joke Consider it. I had a stroke. <laughs> All right? Because he'd go to my bad side. Who's the best girl? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he'd go, you high five, high five. Oh, he wanted me, he challenged me every single morning to lift my arm. Was that your left arm? My left arm. So, oh, okay. so I would move a finger and he'd go, okay, we have a finger today. So the next day he'd come in, give me a high five. And most of the time then I was going to physio. So I, I didn't meet him for a while. <laughs> Yeah, but um, no, once I started going down to physio then, it was like, it was something else, it was like going out for the day, I had my physio, I do it for maybe an hour and a half, every, every day, single, every single morning, oh, wow. I was waiting for, for, I was nearly going to say another name, I was waiting for the porter every single morning, and he was a blessing, so he was, he, he make you laugh from the time you collect it to the time you ring Actually, you porters it. are, yeah. Oh, my God. They are, he's, he's um, they're fantastic. Oh, he's yeah. he's fantastic. So he was. And give me a good laugh up and down and little motivation. Say, now, don't get ahead of yourself and take your time. Yeah. You know, reassurance then when you don't feel like doing it. Like, he, you know, yeah. he gets you in the mood to do it by the time you get there. So we're in physio. How long yeah. is physio going on for? So physio is every day for an hour and a half. And, and it starts with no feeling in leg or arm? No. So on the ward, they do that. They, they start off on the ward because I wasn't strong enough. I'm not, I have nothing in my left hand or my left arm. So I can't hold, a, what do they call the, oh, Zimmerfrin. Yes. Yeah. I can't hold Zimmerfrin because I can't put any weight on my left side because my hand is not moving. So were you lying in the bed there like... I obviously no one can see this, but I'm I'm here just trying to lift up gesture, lifting up my my left arm. I would lie in bed and for the first fourteen days I didn't sleep. So I ended up um have they gave me a sleeping tablet at yeah. night because I couldn't sleep. But I would 
lie on the bed looking at my foot, my, my two feet, my left foot, yeah. and I would move and I would stay going and I would stay going. And it would move. And I would stay going until it moved. And then once it started moving, that was it. Every night when everybody had gone to sleep, wow. I would be moving my foot. I'd be trying to move my hand in some way. Even you rub it. It's the sensation is what you want. And was that what you were trying to feel? Yeah. So once I got, like, I'll never forget being able to point my finger. Being able to move my finger a little bit. I ran mom straight away and I was bawling into the phone. Uh-huh. Sent her a video. She was crying. She... Dad was crying. Everyone was crying. They were delighted. Because and there was talks that you might might possibly not walk. No, no. But they, what, what they classed it as. Now, I know we always joke about catastrophic stroke. Yeah, because it's yeah. very dramatic. But I remember a man going on the phone beside me. Yeah, you had a massive stroke. And I remember going... Man, will you stop playing massive stroke? Don't, don't be so dramatic. Like, yeah. She's like, you can't walk like her dog. Yeah, and I was so, like, well, yeah. Yeah, but just don't say that. You know, I was like, low P, low P. And Liz said, Liz, my sister said to me, she said, it's actually catastrophic stroke, what you had. She said, that's, what that's technically what you had. You know, so when she said that to me, I was kind of like, oh, Jesus. Then I kind of sunk in that, how big it was. You know, yeah. even though I couldn't walk at all, it still it wasn't sinking into me because the second I had the nappies off and I was up, I was like, that's it, now I can do anything. The gratitude I have for being alive, like, I, I can't explain it. Like, I, you'd be grateful for things, you know, but the gratitude I have now is just beyond, beyond words. Like, I have a second chance at life. It's down to everybody in Clamwell. Yeah. You know, now I know people say it's my motivation that got me here, yeah. and I accept that. Yeah, I do accept some of that, but I swear, only for the doctors looking after me so well in Clambell, I wouldn't be alive. I wouldn't be alive, you know. And yeah. the ambulance crew, I don't even know who brought me down. I would love to meet them someday yeah. and just say thanks, you know. And of course, credit for credit is due yeah. to, to the medical professionals yeah. and all that. So how long did physio go on for? So I had physio the whole time I was in hospital. If I had a, they were looking for me to go up to Dunleary. Now, That's as you right. know, Dunleary yeah. is for the younger people. Yeah, yeah. And it's so hard to get into. There's no one's waiting list. You know, right. now I had somebody trying to ring. The hospital were trying to ring. I had my local TD, Michael Lowry, trying to ring. And a big shout out to him. Because, shout out, Michael Lowry. Yeah, oh, by Mick. Every time I hear that, I just think of bad boys. Mike, <laughs> Mike Lowry. Mike Lowry. <laughs> Um, but he he got me he got me the meeting with them and wow. when I came home from hospital they rang now ultimately they decided I was so good that they didn't need me up in the facility now that was kind of a double edged wow. sword for me because I really wanted to be there because in my head I wanted to get back you to would recover quicker or, yeah yeah now in the in the other side like I'm grateful that I didn't have to be there because I yeah. know there's people that really do need to be there and I understand that <sighs> and I understand that. My hand is going to be slow, and it'll come back eventually. And I have a robot hand order from China. That's honestly I can't believe she has a. Ro- she told me this there the other day, and I said, "What the fuck are you going to do with a robot hand?" I am going to do. You have everything. one at the moment, like so. I mean, you just. I I don't know what this chick is at. I really don't. No, I promised the porter that I will be able to stick my finger, middle finger, up at him. So at that time, I just finished that sentence. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna be true to my word, so I am. My my word is impeccable these days. So we're here now. We're the thirtieth of June. Yeah. Eva's home since. I'm home uh, since Paddy's weekend. Paddy's weekend because you came yeah. home two weeks before I had my operation. Yeah. Yes, I did. Yeah, I did. I did. So, where are we now? Where are we now? And we're now physically. I'm. I went home to mum and dad, and I moved back up to my own place. Then, so physically, I am out. I am walking about. 10 kilometers every day, which I never thought that I'd be. I never she's did before in my life. She's not lying that she I never did before my life. Burns road, yeah, this one. Yeah, but you know what? I think because my head is still a little bit foggy, the OT is what I'm missing. And now the OT is on maternity leave, they don't have a replacement. We really need more occupational occupation therapists. We really, okay. really do, you know. So the occupational therapist is on maternity leave, and there's no replacement for temporary. For temporary. No, there's no replacement. And I was at an event for stroke for um, stroke, dementia, and brain injury. Okay. And I went to um, one of the stalls that was there, and it was a fantastic event. There was loads of stalls there, and loads of information. Yeah. And um, I kind of said that I'm missing an OT, and she said, oh, we'll, we'll take your name and the whole lot, 
and um, she said, oh, well, we don't have anybody in that area at the moment. But that, that is it, like, in hindsight, like, it's brilliant to have all the stalls there. Of, of course, course, the resources yeah. just aren't there because there's no funding there. We need more funding. funding. We need yeah. funding. You know, that's what we need in Tipperary. Because everyone thinks Dunleary is the be-all and end-all. Yeah, and it probably, um, it's, no, it's, it's, it's a fantastic sure, facility if you can get in there. But in the short term, what happens? Like, yeah. like, not everybody gets as lucky to be in. Now, I won't say to be in hospital as long as I was, but I think that I'm lucky to be in there for as long. Because I got the most out of Clamel that I could possibly get. Until really I was medically cured and I was ready to go home. Yeah. But some people don't get that. You know, yeah. there's beds there that need to be filled, or there's... You know, there's beds yeah, there. There People is. need the beds there. They do, yeah. I mean, you're full already. That's just the stroke unit. We all know the, the That's the whole hospital. Yeah, that's the whole place. I spent a night on the trolley there myself last yeah. year. So I know only too well. And like you see them, they're just flat to the mat. Yeah. And they're just so overworked. Yeah, you they know? are. They just and need the resources. Yeah. And like, how do you do it? I don't know how you do it. I don't have the answers for it, but being down at that event kind of sparked a little interest in me, what I can do. Like there's like like 95% of stroke patients will get anxiety, 70 something percent, I won't say exactly, will get um, depression after it. Wow. Thank God, so far, touch wood, I won't have to be loud, uh, touch wood, I won't get that. No. Now, I do have anxiety. I don't yeah. have massive anxiety, but I do. When you I don't have clodal level anxiety. No, no, 100%. No, no, he has spoken clodal level anxiety. You've catastrophic. I, oh my <laughs> god, I have catastrophic anxiety. <laughs> and you have catastrophic stroke recovery. Yes, <laughs> I have catastrophic anxiety. I fucking love that. I'm, I'm taking that. Take it, take it. Take yeah, I got it. I got it. But um, no, it, it's, and that's only in my head because I'm meeting people and people and are telling you these People things. are so good to me, Claude. They have been I so good. It. They, I can't drive. Yeah. They're bringing Connor to training. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they, they're, everyone is there. If I but you deserve it. I, I know, that. but you don't think that people are there for you. Like I know. Until, until something happens. I You see people pulling together. Like my mother now, she's a proud Catholic and everyone she had the word and its mother saying for her prayers yeah. above in that church and they were Maher and they were Mammy Maher brought yeah. the rosary beads she sure story. did yeah. so she, and I take them with a heart and a half you know yeah. I, take, I don't go to mass yeah. but faith is very important you know yeah. and yeah. if I didn't have faith in myself I wouldn't be here I wouldn't be as far as I am and know? now and that we the, the I suppose the, the logistical content out of the way mm-hmm. what has happened where you are you're here, you're walking, mm. your your arm is improving every day. Yeah. Now, I'm going to jump in, okay. obviously, on the mental side of yeah. things, because yeah. that's what I'm intrigued by. Yeah. Obviously, I'm your friend, mm-hmm. but even outside of that, yeah. looking in on you is fucking... Like, so mind-blowing. No, it's mind-blowing. <laughs> no, I won't, because I'll I curse loads, and I'll just okay. be really funny about it like I'm like this chick I'll give you an example right I'm not going to tell you what I sent her today but I was given out right and I'm I like to think I'm spiritual and I like to think I'm holistic she makes me feel like I am a shitty a shitty person because that's not my intention (laughs) see here we go right like I think I'm sound and like well, to be fair, I'm probably the soundest out of all my other friends. But <laughs> this girl, right? I sent her something today and I was giving out. And you're one straight away back to me. Well, you know, maybe you ask how you're feeling or how they're feeling and are they okay? Maybe, maybe there's something going on with them. How's their day going? And I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. Straight away then I felt bad. I was like, oh my God, I'm a horrible Did person. Did you do it? No. You didn't do it? I didn't because it over. Ball girl. Ball girl. <laughs> I had to get back can, to work. You can ask her on Monday. You can ask her. Yeah, but um, no, but like, so on the outside looking in, okay, because I'm obviously curious about mm. minds and strength, yeah. and people tell me I'm resilient mm. all the time, yeah. and that I don't know my own strength, mm. and I always find that hilarious. Like when I took my speed wobble, I always call it the speed wobble mm. when I, you know, when I take my trip, and I, yeah, <laughs> and I couldn't. <laughs> All my wobbles are when I'm sober, by the way. <laughs> I always seem to actually have great, what's the word, coordination when I'm yeah. um, drinking 
or drunk. No, I did not. When I was sober, I think my catastrophic falls have always been from sober falls. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. The floor is moving. Whoa. 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 Um, They're inside jokes now. Sorry, people. Sorry, yeah, we're throwing a few inside jokes. <laughs> um, but like, I just can't get over your positivity. I'm blown it did, away it didn't by happen it. Overnight, but it did not happen. And I'm on a long road. Like my health hasn't been great the last couple of years, and yeah. I'm on a, a long road to try and get to where I was even before I had the stroke. Like I was, I was in a fairly good mind, like headspace before. You know, I yeah. was. I would work hard, I would read, I would sit with myself, I try, meditation is very yeah. important to me and yeah. all of that and I do read a lot yeah. and I try and look at the sky, get out in nature, take yeah. walks, I go fishing with my yeah. son, Yeah, I know I, I love, love it all, I love it all, Like, but the stroke is just, it's another, it's another level, it's another level of gratitude and... But you could have came out of that with a, uh, a poor me. Attitude. Yeah, yeah. Poor me. Yeah. The world has fucked me I've over. I probably had a couple of days of that at the start. And rightly so. But um, that that doesn't get you anywhere. Really. No, but you're allowed to have you're allowed to have those days. Yeah, yeah. No, I do. I do have those days, and I know I was talking to somebody who did have who had two strokes, and they said that they ended up getting depression, and okay. that kind of scared me a bit. Yeah. Because they said it was about six months, and I'm near that so yeah. every time I don't feel good or I feel a bit tired I'm like is this it is this yeah. the depression yeah, coming out no, and I'm like somebody said you need to rest this is probably the only thing I'm not doing is I'm not resting my head and I tell you this yeah I tell you this a lot mm-hmm. because I think you are so focused on getting back yeah. to well actually do you know what it is up. do you know what it is it's my brain I know my brain needs to repair so I feel like I don't have control over that. Yeah. Physically, yeah. I know I can do something. Yeah. So physically, I'm pounding the road. So I'm probably overcompensating. But that's where so, the OT yeah. needs to come, come in as in well. And, and I, would love, for you, yeah. I would love a bit of extra yeah. occupation therapy. Any occupation therapists out there, come on. I'm giving a shout out here now. Put your name in the chat, please. Hook a system up, okay? Hook a system up. DM me. Yeah, DM or PM. I think it's I both. Don't or DM. I, I think it's both. both. I yeah. Nobody does it to me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you'll enjoy the next episode. Okay, I'll on that. Good, good, good. Um, no, I just, I, um, I remember the first day me and you met up for our walk um, mm-hmm. after you got home and we went for a walk. What I walked away from you that day feeling on top of the world. Mm-hmm. On top of the world that you were so well. Yeah. On top of the world how on top of the world you made me feel <laughs> and just like you're always smiling yeah but it's good it's good like it's, it's I'm, good to be able to like that's really nice to hear because yeah. that's all i want that's all i want but your your positivity is actually infectious mm. and i'm not just saying that i don't blow smoke up people's arse i i feed off people's energy yeah. always and every time i'm around you um, since your stroke, this sounds bad now that I didn't like her beforehand. It's not what I'm saying. But I'm long. <laughs> but I always just come away smiling. Yeah. The energy you give out is incredible, and I feel you'd be a fantastic spokesperson for stroke recovery, and not even just that, but for a positive mindset. And even on that, like anyone that's listening now that doesn't feel well. That is the things that doctors are not doing what they should be doing. Insist on bloods being done. Insist on going back in. Insist on everything. Yeah. You know, I didn't insist, and I kind of went to it. I was a bit stubborn about. It. Don't be stubborn about your health. Yeah. Because the alternative is something really going wrong. Yeah, like it happened with me. And not everyone is going to be as lucky as me. No. You know, there like is not a lot of people come out with a stroke. I'm a lucky person. I'm able to walk. I'm able to talk. It. I have my personality back. That was the big thing that I was afraid of, that I wouldn't be the same. I get that, yeah. um, I haven't laughed as much since I had a stroke. My yeah. sense of humour has gone through the Your room. sense of humour like, is I don't give a fuck about yeah. anything. Yeah. Like anything, yeah. even in the past, anything weighing me down, it all it all went to me. Yeah. Do you remember that we were in the car one day and I was like, oh, would you ever move on? You were like, let her be, let her be. Yeah. Like, oh my God. She yeah. could have buried somebody that yeah. day. She could have had a really <laughs> bad day. You know, like nobody knows what anybody yeah. else is going through. Yeah. And 
since I came home, so many people have kind of went, oh, I had a stroke when I was this age. And I'm like, yeah. I had no idea. No idea. Wow. You know, and people are telling me their story. And it's really nice because you're not alone. And I see them perfect day to day now. Yeah. And it gives me a little boost that I can get there as well. I just feel you, the, the world needs to share you. We need no. to share you with the world. I actually do because I think you're somebody that is so inspiring. I mean, you're a mum, you're a fucking belter of a daughter, belter of a sister, belter of a friend. Um, and on top of all of that, you're recovering from a fucking catastrophic stroke. Let's call it what great. it is. I'm pretty great. So you're fucking awesome. So I think we do need to share you with the world. And I do think, I'm saying, I've said it to you a few times and I'm going She's to try to make money out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Money out of it. And cha-ching, show me the money. <laughs> I really do believe that you would make a, an incredible advocate spokesperson for for positive mindset, even if not going down the stroke recovery route, whether you mm -hmm. wanted to or not, Eva, because I really think from watching you here the last mm -hmm. few months, I really think you're, it's your mindset that has yeah. brought you where you are. Yes, you're doing the physical work, you're doing the exercise, yeah. you're doing all that, but the get up and go you have. I mean, you, you're up every morning. Like, bitch be texting me before I'm even out of college. I'm like, what? Hello. Good morning. Yeah, and like, I'm, you know, I'm a nine in the morning. No, but I, I, I love that. <laughs> I fucking love that. But I'll go into Connor now playing music. Yeah. And I will get him up out of bed. But like, he's been an absolute dote. Yeah, he's like, incredible. He's the best kid. in the world. Now, we kill each other. Yeah. But he's made me laugh so yeah. much. No, he's, he's a fucking credit to you. Humor is just, it's yeah. the very same as mine. And I love that because I think that has helped him in his recovery yeah. from his yeah. mom having a stroke. Yeah. Because I, the, the watching of the two we interacting is just hilarious. Yeah. Like, and I know you, you, you make fun of the stroke with him. And yeah, I, I, I do. don't mean that guys in a flippant, disrespectful way. This is a girl who, no, who when I use humor. So she's allowed fucking use humor. She yeah, had, I use you. Yeah. I have a very dark humor. And I think that's good. Yeah. I think that, I think that's part of your mentally unmentionable. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I mean, where else would you be able to sit down and actually say, hey, lads, just say, yeah. I make dark jokes. You kind, you kind of get to a stage where you just, you can't give a shit what anyone thinks. Because I remember coming home and I had a walking stick first and I remember being That's so it. embarrassed that I had a stroke at 39. I was like, this is this happens to old people, not young people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember being embarrassed. Yeah. You know, it's a hard one for you. First time I walked out, like, a few people came out of the shop and came out of their houses and they came over and gave me a big hug and they were like, we're so happy to see you. Yeah. You know, and did that kind of make oh, it change? Yeah. It was like, I, everyone was so good to me yeah. when I came yeah. out. Everyone yeah. was so good to me. You know, everyone was That's so happy. we were all so happy to see I you. Uh, like, I, I remember saying the rosary. <laughs> like, that night, I was like, I was like, holy God, you, you got to look after the How did you find out? Mom. Your mom. Yeah, she rang me and she asked me where was I, and I said I'm at home. And she said, Are you on your own? And I said, No, no, Connor's here. And she said, I've something to tell you. She said, and it'll be a little bit upsetting. Mm. And she told me, mm. and I started crying. And I um, got off the phone and I spoke to Connor and I was crying, and I was like, She just has to get better. She just has to. Mm. There's, there's no option here. You can't kill a bad thing. Well, that is a fucking fact. Yeah, yeah. And she ain't lying here, lads. And they tried. They tried. <laughs> Stroke is not going to take me I out. honestly think, I, every time I think of you, I genuinely think of Iron Man. Because <laughs> we're well, like this robot. robot. <laughs> I'm going to get that helmet off Connor. Yeah, well, you, you should get it. He had the oak thingy. Yeah, I'll take that as well. My husband's going to kill me. I can't think of what that's called. Then we focus up. Edit, delete, delete, delete that section. Whatever the blue shiny thing is. Oh my god, he's actually going to kill me. <laughs> to be fair, I don't actually think he fucking listens to my podcast. <laughs> talk, 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 I know talk. he listens to the one he was on. Oh yeah, yeah, of course. Very good, yeah. good of him, wasn't it? But it's gas that um, you say that about feeling the embarrassment because I get that when I decided when I was starting the podcast and I decided to put my hands up and go hello. I have generalized anxiety disorder. I was very aware that I was deciding to tell people this yeah. and make it public. Yeah. But I was you open to criticism and judgment. Yeah, and, and I, I did. And fair play to you, because like starting a podcast on your own is not a fucking easy thing. Like, 
Mm-hmm. And I know, that, like, we're from a small place and I know people will be like, God, what's this about? And yeah. you know, when you're talking about taboo subjects as yeah, well, absolutely. it's hard to break through all of that. It's it is hard to break through, but that's why I'm doing that. Yeah. Because like you, with the things that have helped you with your yeah. recovery, what helps me with my recovery is giving, giving people like you and some of the guests that I've had on a chance to tell stories that yeah. they might have, uh, like, I'm sorry, but you fucking, it's less than six months since you've had a stroke. And we're sitting here drinking coffee, laughing and sneering and joking. That fucking deserves fire time. And how many other evas is there in the country? That's like true. we're always hearing about oh look, you you know my take on influencers and mm-hmm. things on and look, celebrities and all that, that's brilliant, that's great. They are who they are, and they're you know, we admire them or whatever. But I just love the real people, the real talk, the That's real just life, the real shit. Yeah, and it just normalizes stuff. Because I always say, when I had, you remember when I had my real bad anxiety mm-hmm. when I was younger and yeah. didn't know what it was, yeah, didn't know yeah. how to verbalize it. Like, what? I wouldn't have. None of us knew what it was. I was like, have another yeah. drink, you'll be fine. Yeah, it literally was. Here, have another vodka, you'll be grand. And there you go, do you need to vomit? <laughs> <laughs> Right, and come back and look for me. That's how we helped each other. Like, yeah, and you were. <laughs> oh my god. We were so good for each other. Stick your finger down my toes. <laughs> That's taboo. <laughs> Fucking love you. Well, we're growing up now. But If I had known a girl like me back then existed and saw, fuck, like so many people suffer Mm -hmm. from anxiety. Anxiety is actually a completely normal thing to feel. Like, and it's more common these days. Yeah. Like with social media and things. Absolutely. Like yesterday now, my anxiety was really, really bad. It was a really bad day. As you know, Mm -hmm. I had to just feel the feels and go with it. But I knew and I know that it passes. Yeah. And I talk about it now, and I talk myself through it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, right, you're here. But mm-hmm. it takes a lot of work to do that, though. Like, it does. Know? It does. And it takes years of, um, like, therapy, medication, mm-hmm. talking. Yeah. I mean, all the things you have to and do. And marry them together and go yeah. through it. Um, but the thing I was doing was I was hiding yeah. for so many years. And not and only was I hiding, running. You know what I mean? No. Once, once you say it out, and once you, like give all the subjects that you're doing once you give them a mention yeah like people will relate when people 100%. will comment you know what i mean like even fellas that yeah. was one thing i couldn't get over the, uh, the amount of like messages i've had from men yeah with anxiety. anxiety yeah because it's not they're not meant to they're meant yeah. to be okay and, that's it yeah and like who like i mean you know did you hear the girl down the road she's not even 40 she had a stroke yeah do you know what I mean? Yeah, I used to joke about that. I used yeah. to joke about that because I would be walking and somebody would whisper and I go, what they do, you know, do you know Eva Ryan there that had the stroke? Do you know? Yeah. So I'm doing that in my head. Yeah, it's like, um, we're almost ignorant in a lot of ways to so many things until we go through something yeah. that we can kind of relate ourselves yeah. to. That's why you have to kind of Put yourself into people's shoes all the time. Even if someone is not in good form, there's yeah. a reason for it. If somebody's uh, angry, yeah. they're probably more than likely sad. Yeah, <laughs> and I actually, that's sad. one thing I think you have a great awareness yeah. naturally about. Yeah. But you had that always, to be fair. You yeah, actually I won't, did. I won't ever jump to the first thing that no. they say. I'll be like, okay. No. Whereas I, I, it took me a while. I was probably a great little woman for judging when I was younger because it was so much easier for me to point the finger at other people so there's no spotlight on me and all my fuck-ups. Yeah. Definitely. Well, that's a natural thing, though. It's a natural thing that everybody does. Everybody judges. Yeah. Even if they're not conscious of it. Yeah. It's all subconscious. Whereas now I, I find, I catch myself. Yeah. 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 And so that's the important thing. Even today, you would never just have one moment of giving out. No. No. I'm going to have all the moments of giving out. <laughs> Give out about yourself. But it is you worry about yourself. Like we're here in our last our last year of our thirties. Yeah. And like you're coming off probably the toughest six, seven months of your life you've mm-hmm. ever put down. I'm coming off the toughest six, seven months of my life that I've put down. Now mine wasn't 
and um, you're appreciating the little things. A hundred percent. I can yeah. go down. Before I was always rushing, going somewhere, doing something. Now I can kind of go down and relax a little bit, and just and don't have to be going anywhere. And that totally um, what's the word? Resonates off you. You that calmness that yeah. you're very like myself and Eva went to this gorgeous mindfulness morning uh, a couple oh of weeks ago did anyone ever think we'd be going to a mindfulness on a Sunday morning on a Sunday morning at night, half nine that was bank holiday as well and bank holiday yeah <laughs> so we was... going off with our water tonight with ourselves huh? I know we'd only be coming home if that was 10 years I ago I know I know <laughs> if we're lucky <laughs> if we're lucky it was one eating you and we we water <laughs> where are you I don't know imagine I, had the red, I remember the red micro picking you up and the 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 Julux painted polo picked me up. <laughs> the mustard, mustard, mustard. mustard. <laughs> it's like you took it ten oh, from first to second year. Took ten years. <laughs> and oh, you so good. Good. Yeah, but we did that mindful this morning with um Siobhan Creighton. If you, by the way, guys, if you're on Instagram, follow her. Let me, let me be mindfully me. She was incredible. It was one of, that morning was powerful, wasn't yeah, it? Absolutely. And we were in there and we just did some meditation, some mindfulness, some relaxation. And I cried, of course, because mm. I'm the crier. That's okay. And like it was it was powerful that morning. Yeah, just releases felt, take different forms. Yeah, they is, do. is one of them. Yeah. And it's good for you. Yeah. To shed some tears. I cry all the time now. I never cried yeah. before. I cry yeah. all the time now. It's gas, isn't it's it? It's so good I for you. <laughs> But it's good for you. It is, it is. And I sleep like a baby after it. Yeah. You know, and, and you know, sometimes the emotions get the better of me and that's okay as well. I think that's all part of the stroke recovery yeah. as well, you know, not being able to manage your emotions. I am more so now, but that morning was just, it was just nice. It was what I needed. Yeah, it And was. it gave us a couple of hours because even when I'm here and do meditation, I still can hear Connor. Yeah, and it was just the cats, the cats are to be fed and the burning ritual yeah, outside. And the birds and just the, the view birds around yeah, the place. It was just gorgeous. Yeah. And she is an absolute dog. She oh, her voice just liquid gold. Oh my God. Yeah, you could listen to her all day, couldn't you? All day. Yeah. All day. She's actually having a retreat um, this Sunday. I can't go, but um, I said, sign me and Eva. Recommend to her. Yeah, recommend to She's fantastic. But so... This is the year of Eva leveling up. Yeah. I feel. This I'm is super charged leveling up. Super I can't wait to see. Can you imagine what you'll be like this time next year? You'll be fucking unstoppable. This time next year, I'm tomorrow. If we make tomorrow, I'm happy. I love That's that. all I'm looking forward to is tomorrow. Yeah. Looking forward to bed tonight and breakfast yeah. tomorrow morning. That's as yeah. far as I'm going to see into the future. I don't I don't plan for the future anymore. Now it's just I'm happy in my present now and you know, grateful every day every minute of every day you know like if I was to sum you up in a couple of words like you're you like that that love for life you have that mm-hmm. zest for life you have mm-hmm. it literally is infectious it's I, I think that's why I just love being around you you know we all have our friends and we all have whatever but I love being around you and I genuinely mean that <laughs> and when I'm talking about you I say that. I love being around you. I love people whose their energy is just, you know, there's energy takers, there's energy yeah. givers. Vampires. Like, to be honest, I'm only using you, really, because that's okay. I can charge every night. Yeah, you charge me up, it's like, fine. and then that's okay. Then I just, like, buzz off and I'm ready to come. Like, oh, God, I got Eva. That's your That's your door. That's your door. I'm so fucking proud of you and Thank how far you. you've come in such a fucking short time. Thank you. You are. I'm Iron proud of you as well doing all of this. I'm fucking proud of us. Well, we're fucking legends. Yeah, the next episode of the podcast isn't going to be as um I'm looking deep forward as this one. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. I'm all about the surface as well. We yeah, you are. Because we have to have the, the balance. Like I told Eva um already what it is. And I'm going to share it with you guys now because, um, fuck Eva, we're talking over an hour. It's a shock bite. Um, content, content, content. <laughs> so I better wrap it up, like. But um, I want you to share the shit out of this, guys, because this girl, like, I'm sharing her, Richie. So you should be fucking honoured because she hashtag is, blessed. Hashtag blessed. Hashtag share Eva. She is just incredible inspiring if you ever are having a down day 
just think of this girl and her positivity because that will lift you. Listen to this episode if you want because even just listening to her talk will lift you up even on your worst and your hardest day. Um, thanks so much for coming on. I really appreciate you taking one thanks for the team. Me. As I said, the next episode of the podcast is going to be a little bit more um, raunchy because we love a bit of the raunch as well as the like, hey, we're all about the taboo. So I'm back on Snapchat for the last couple of months. Mm-hmm. Maybe probably thanks to you, actually. Yeah. yeah. So I love an old snap. We love our snaps. So I'm on Snapchat now. But since I'm on Snapchat and back on Snapchat, I'm getting ads constantly. Um, mainly boys. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know this was a thing, but there is a pandemic out there that is called, I'm calling it, the dick pic pandemic. Yeah. And it's not even the dick pic, it's it's the there's like a, a the dick fishing. <laughs> the dick fishing, I like that. The dick fishing, they're dipping the they are dipping, dipping the rod. To be fair, to be fair. You know, and it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah, they are. So I'm going to divulge into that a little bit deeper in the next episode of the podcast and dedicate it to um, the dick lovers out there. Who loves it? I don't think anybody Do loves it. Actually, no. I will be putting up question boxes and I want you to come back to me on this. Like, have you ever got a dick pic from somebody and met up with that person then an unsolicited an unsolicited yes an unwarranted everybody does yeah every girl has gotten one oh 100%. 100%. there's no. A, there's there's no need to answer that girls we know the answer yeah we know that we know that we know the answer but boys is there girls what goes through your yeah. head that's yes and boys i want you to if you're a guy that sends dick pics right so you have a picture of your willy saved in your camera roll that is there ready to rock and roll when you're doing your quick ads. What is going through your head to say, hey, do you know what she'd love to see now? She'd love to see this Willie moving. Like, <laughs> a boomerang. <laughs> a boomerang. Oh my oh God, my a Willie boomerang. <laughs> they have to be out there. They have to be out there. They so fucking are. And just, just for um, research. Yes. Just for research purposes. Please send all to Coda Mara, okay? Just for research, okay? None to Eva Ryan. For research purposes only. Mara. Yes, research and development. Yes. R&D, we're all about that. She's taking one for the team. Big D. <laughs> well, guys, that is me for another week. I really hope you enjoyed this episode of the podcast. A massive thanks again to Eva. Thank you. For coming on. And as I always say, um, have a great week, be wonderfully weird, be kind, and be you. Take care, folks.